0: You're listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. You can follow along in your book. You'll know it's time to turn the page when you hear the chimes ring like this. Hey,
1: Garth. Hey, Milton. Hey, Milton. How's it going, man? Awesome party! Good tunes, good brew, good buddies. I feel great, man. I feel great! (laughs) I don't know, man. I hate my father. I hate my life. But I feel great, man. You guys are great. I'm going to go pick a fight.
0: People are going to start thinking that that firework is part of the song.
1: (laughs) Poor Farley, man. That was more of a cry for help than it was a part of acting. I feel like that was (laughs) his real life. (laughs) I hate my dad. No, it's not. That That, and in Black Sheep when he's like, shooting, fucking, snorting, sorting, sucking, fucking... (laughs) That's all real shit.
0: Well, I think that was. I mean, uh, I. I mean, not to get to like, uh, t- uh, like to use any cliches or anything, but I think his his tragedy was part of his comedy yeah, or whatever. Any
1: tragedy into comedy.
0: Did you see the? Um, did you see the uh, the documentary that they had on him recently no. that they did? Oh, you should watch. It. It's really it's really good.
1: He was fucked up, right?
0: There's he actually. Uh, actually, okay. First off, welcome to the Awkward Hi-Fi yeah. Podcast. My name is Devin. And Richie. Um, you, are, you are listening to our 20th episode and also the exact um, one month uh, anniversary from when we launched this thing. So anybody who's stuck with us this long or anybody who's coming in and listening to these things new and brand new, thank you for being here. Um, we'll get back to that in a second. But uh, yeah, the thing with Chris Farley on that, uh, on that documentary that they did um the whole thing is great if anybody hasn't seen it watch it it's really good I, I forget what it was on i think it was on tv i think you could get it uh on demand or, or whatever um i wish i had more info for that but um there is one th- thing that i love and i watch it over and over again where there's a scene and you might remember this from saturday night live there's a scene um it's it's uh rob schneider and adam sandler and they're waiters right and it's their it's their bit like they wrote it in it they're the main people in it and um and i forget what the actual gag is but they're like foreign waiters they might be like italian or something oh
1: yeah the italian restaurant yeah 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 yeah, yeah right where they all start like fucking the people that are, that uh, are eating maybe there maybe that's maybe bellissimo. That. bellissimo. Uh, yeah, yeah i think that's
0: that, yeah i think that's what it is but chris farley had a um had a uh, like a bit part in it like he was just he was at the table with like his wife or whatever and before he went on he puts on this like this crazy beard you know like this and and there and everybody backstage was like why are you putting that on and he was like watch i'm going to steal this whole thing and i forget exactly what he says you got to watch it in a documentary but he has one line and he, he delivers it so over the top and stupid that it is the funniest friggin line in the whole sketch and he just steals this sketch without anybody knowing and he knew he was going to do him. it yeah he knew it like yeah. he, he like they were like you just have to sit at a table and say one line why are you putting on this stupid beard and everything and it was just so he could totally take over the whole thing it's pretty genius that guy was that was a guy was pretty genius and his brother on the other hand is sucks. not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, terrible and and, he, and it sucks because i mean i'm sure chris farley loved his brother and vice versa and it's and and all that it's the same kind of thing you have to deal with with jim belushi i was
1: just gonna say but that, e- yeah. but
0: even on a worse level
1: it's almost it's worse wh- than jim belushi for sure
0: it's weird because the parallel between uh chris farley and john belushi is so close anyway right so like they're both like the overweight over the top, drug addicts, stand live guys like they, they're they're as far as their lineage goes is very parallel, and then they both have these like hanger on brothers <laughs> who are able to make a career out of their brother's legacy. You yeah. know, it's very. It, I mean, obviously, Chris it's not fair. <laughs> obviously, Chris Farley's brother did
1: it at a much less level than than Jim Belushi. Yeah, Jim, at least Jim Belushi's been an, a main actor in some movies, but. It's, yeah, Farley's right. He had a TV show. Just He'll just make a face, and the camera will just leave him real quick.
0: The I think the only reason that guy gets any work is because he vaguely Looks resembles like him, Chris man. Farley, and even even in that, because I think this document, I'm I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly that the documentary kind of follows him around a little bit. Um, Who the
1: brother? The brother, really? and it shows
0: him like doing stand up and all and oh, all and God. all that stuff. And that it's like, hurt. I mean, I get it. I I think I I think maybe I could see it from both sides, like. Like if he has the opportunity to make money that way, why not? Like I understand. Oh that. yeah, good
1: for him. It just sucks for people that are trying to enjoy stuff.
0: Yeah, it's it's very weird. It's yeah. you know it's like The Gallagher Two or, or yeah, <laughs> or, it gives you
1: that like embarrassed for him feeling. <laughs>
0: and he's also not talented, you know. Like, oh, oh so I, sh- right. I hate saying that about anybody because who knows? I, I'll I, say I, it, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like I, I just feel like. Um, For me, I you know nepotism. I I think about nepotism a lot because it's something that I've never I've never gained from. You know, like I don't.
1: Yeah, no one gains from it. Well, no, a lot of people do. Really, Joe
0: Buck. That's (laughs) that's <laughs> who was Joe Buck Joe Buck the sports announcer Oh that little guy Yeah he wouldn't be a sports announcer if his father wasn't a famous sports oh, announcer okay. you know what i mean and and he's probably the worst person on the face of the planet i have to listen to him <laughs> every world series i have to listen to this asshole who doesn't know shit about anything talk and it's all because his father was you know what i'm saying like th- there's good versions of nepotism there's bad versions of nepotism and wh- no matter how you feel about it um these people still uh still benefited in in a way you know but i never I never got that, you know. So, so I, I think about that sometimes, and I think about like, and I I'd like to, I I'd like to think that if I if my father was some famous guy who like who like started from nothing and like pounded the pavement and made his way up in the world and made a name for himself and started like an empire or whatever it may be, you know, however small it is or his home thing, um, I think that I even if all that was handed to me. I think I, the type of person I am, I'd probably want to go make my own thing Yeah, anyway. I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, I, but I also could see how it'd be tempting to say, okay, here you go. Mm-hmm. Like, here you go, young Joe Buck. Well, you be an annoying sports announcer It's got to
1: be all about the money. Because they That's probably, what I'm saying. They right? know they suck. I'm sure they don't get any positive feedback. You know what I mean?
0: Well, I'm, you know, who knows? Because people, you know, let's just take Joe Buck, for example, because it's, again, to me, is probably the worst evil example of nepotism. <laughs> it's it, Joe it, Buck. the only thing that would be worse than Joe Buck's... Uh, uh, um, gaining from nepotism would be if Hitler had a son, and, <laughs> and that son took over the <laughs> took over Germany and continued to do what his father did. But, but uh, on a little bit smaller of a level, Joe Buck is just as evil. And like. Um, what was I, my point there was that oh like th- he's on tv i guarantee people like him you know what i mean so like just because he's there just because he's there people yeah. just like people that are on tv if if, if people didn't just like people who are on tv then why would shows like three and a half men and a baby or whatever that show is or like big bang theory or those shows like why would they be popular yeah no, you're they're right. not good they're just <laughs> on tv when people are cooking dinner so they watch them <laughs> and that's it and that's what Joe Buck is. He's on fucking TV. Yeah,
1: and it's like that with music a lot too. And that's that was always like the real killer. Like when you'd see a band like how the fuck is this band, you know, famous just cuz the if you could play anything on the radio, if you play it 5 times an hour, it's going to be a smash shit. Right. And you know, it, there's been terrible, terrible songs that they play on the radio five times an hour. You'll be singing it by the end of the day. Right. No doubt. Yeah. You know what though? Um, and, yeah, yes, that's true. I will, I will sing bad songs all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, probably
0: more than good songs, because bad songs are normally pop songs, and pop songs are a formulaic thing yeah. to get stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. So even the worst pop song normally has a
1: catchy hook. I mean, yeah. that's the whole point of a pop Written song. Written by like ten genius Jews in like a locked room somewhere, and they right, just, exactly. like hand it to Britney and like, here you go. Right, well, I don't know if I'd be running down Britney. I'm actually, I don't, I don't mind Britney as much. I just mean because she probably never wrote her own, oh, her yeah, own song. Oh, definitely not. You right, know? right. Her or like Beyonce, they don't write. You know, right right just, yeah they had people paid for them. no yeah. i
0: get it um but you know uh, if we're talking about nepotism still i think that music might be the one okay literature definitely not but that's you know no, that's not even on a lot of people's radars but music might be the one art form um where i don't think anybody really benefit you might benefit short term so there there are bands like or people that come up that fathers their fathers Oh
1: perfect example. Okay. One headlight I don't know You know whose son that is? No. Shit, what, I, I don't know whose son that I is. I don't know I don't know what one headlight you know, is. You don't know that song? That was on the radio like every thirty seconds. It was uh, Dylan's son. Bob Dylan's song. Oh, you're talking about the Wallflowers. Yeah. Okay. Perfect right. example. Okay. But even, okay, so. But they definitely benefited, because that song, I think, is still on the charts <laughs> since 98. Aren't they the, in the middle of we can drive it home with one. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's that song? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he's driving with he's a padiddle. He's a padiddle.
0: Well, you used the end of the hook. You should have done it the middle <laughs> Well, that's the name of the song. Oh, so okay. Yeah, I didn't know. But, um, yeah, but, okay, so, but here's the thing, like, like, uh, like, Bob Dylan's son, um, let's say, uh, Sean Lennon and Julian Lennon, like, like those type of people, they, they were going to be rich and famous whether they ever picked up a guitar anyway, that doesn't matter. So these kids were already in, in the kind of thing where they were just going to have a laid back life. And of course, like, they wanted to, and I've met Sean Lennon, he's a cool ass dude, you know? Yeah, he's, he's super cool, he's, I've met him a bunch of times, um, and, uh. And you want it. You want something in you who loves John Lennon. Kind of wants to be like, oh, this son of a bitch got a free ride, and he'll never yeah. be as good as his dad." But then you meet him. He kind of looks like his dad. He's yeah. cool as shit. You know, like uh, he's he's the nicest guy in the world and everything, and you're just like, oh yeah, I get it. You're John Lennon's son. You do you do consider yourself an artist, so you do want to you do you are going to make music. You're already set up for life. You have all your dad's guitars and shit. Like I understand that, you know. But um, but the thing is, is like Sean Lennon doesn't really have a career per se. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm saying. Like like uh like you know Joe Buck has a huge career because of his father. Mm -hmm. You know, most musicians like uh. Um, I don't know from the '80s. Who was the the twin blonde kids? Nelson,
1: Nelson, right? They had one hit and then they went away. You know well, uh, who was their father? Uh, their oh uh, God, <laughs> why can't I think of it right now? Not Nelson, Nelson. Uh... You can climb a mountain, You can swim a sea. When uh, when Henry Hill's getting all fucked up at the end of Goodfellas, this crazy day <laughs> when the helicopter's are for that song. Uh, who was that? Nelson. Nelson. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't I think of uh who who their their fathers is killing? Karen, me. hide the gun. Uh, <laughs> it's no. Nelson on the radio. <laughs> um or uh, you know there's so
0: many there's so many different like uh or like uh uh Natalie Cole right you know so like Natalie Cole Nat King Cole's daughter oh okay and she did that Duets album and she's she's a great performer and she's got a great voice and and in certain circles she's revered as as a, a performer and everything but um at the same time you know like she'll never have a career that was as big as you see what I'm yeah, saying
1: like music yeah. you, music you you're ha- always in the
0: shadows or you also have to uh you have to hold your own. Yeah. You know? So, like, like I think as a sports announcer or maybe even an actor, you know, or something like that, you could continue to be in movies and get parts and everything. But in music, if, it's, if you're not going to be writing good music or performing good music, you know? Yeah, you're out. Um, Gunner and Matthew Nelson. Oh,
1: God. The internet sucks. Please be Nelson Nelson. No. <laughs> this is killing me right now. Because that'd be great because the dad was Nelson Nelson and the kids just went with Nelson. Right? Weren't they just Nelson? <laughs> the two of them? were Nelson. Ricky Nelson. Was their dad Ricky Nelson? Was their father? And what was he a part of?
0: Um, he was just a—he was just Ricky Nelson. Yeah, he was a—he was a, a singer-songwriter guy from the um, from the '60s. You know, and he was around the same time as uh. As like Elvis and the Everly Brothers and shit okay. like that, but was
1: he was bigger than Nelson?
0: Yes, really? yes, certainly. Ricky Nelson was <laughs> <were> pretty
1: big. <laughs> oh so, yeah, for one song. Yeah, no. maybe two. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, maybe. Anyway,
0: I don't know. I don't know how we got into nepotism. Mm-hmm. So, like I said before, this is um a a a, a celebration day for us. Let yeah. me just just prove that we're celebrating. Oh man, I wish we had some. <laughs> oh, that was loud. <laughs> Um, no, no booze for me. Uh, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> I like was that. telling you, I was
0: telling, <laughs> I was telling you all fair that I didn't know if everyone want to mention it, but, um, I know that I had said a while back on some of these episodes that I was really trying to stop drinking mm-hmm. and I am, I-, I, I drink a shit ton less than I, than I used to. But, um, Saturday night, uh, I hung out with a, a smattering of people. Um, but, um, I started drinking at about seven o'clock in- at night. And drank until about nine o'clock the next morning. Was that all beers, or Um, for the most part, there was all yeah. Yeah. For the most part, it was all beers. But uh, a a thirty-five-year-old going on thirty-six-year-old man doing that is completely different than doing it when you're twenty-five or whatever. It sounds awesome, though. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. to anybody out there who might be listening to this, that I did drink with until that early in the morning. Thank you. We I had a blast. Um, however, then I totally lost the next day. It just didn't exist. Sunday might as well have not existed. You yeah. Know? But um yeah this so so uh, today is basically um one month since we launched the Awkward Hi-Fi podcast. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that?
1: I feel great. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Oh, the crowd's loving it. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, we we started this thing. Uh, you know, one month isn't like the biggest I guess, you know, I'm sure 6 months or a year is is, is going to be more of a, a of a uh, you know, a a milestone. A milestone, m- milestone yeah. is the word I was looking for. Thank you very much. Um, but uh just the fact that we've done like I said now is our 20th episode. Now now people are thinking in their in their heads right now. How's our 20 episodes twice a week and it's only a month. Well, we launched this with 10 episodes. So yeah. basically for us and for the betterment of you listeners out there, me and Richie kind of sat down and just started talking in front of microphones for a while just to see if we could even <laughs> and pull And still <laughs> And see if we could just pull this off. And um, so we recorded 10 episodes before we even launched it. Well, you know, we, there was a lot of things that had to come together. We needed songs, we needed a name, we needed all that stuff. So if you listen, if you haven't listened to all these episodes yet and you do feel like you want to go back and listen to the ones in the beginning, the first, I don't know, what is it, eight or so episodes are, are, are really what, without a name? Yeah, it's, yeah, we don't actually have the name yet, and they're all good episodes. I've gone back and listened to them, uh, and I like them. Um, and the quality's there. I would guess, you know, it's 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 standard with what we're doing now. But you can hear
1: the evolution.
0: You could hear the evolution mm-hmm. and us pr- progress and and all that stuff. And
1: um, still haven't perfected that diction though. I'm still working on that. Yeah. We have cut down on the, you know what I mean? We have cut down on them. I don't even notice them anymore. I got an email from,
0: actually, this week uh, was very nice. I got a lot of different emails from people with feedback and stuff like that. And I want to say to those people um, who emailed me, thank you, and I really appreciate it. And if anybody else out there wants to the email us with feedback or anything, I mean, if you want to email us just to say hi, um, but specifically if you want to email us with, uh, with whatever you think, uh, feedback, um, things we should do, anything like that, uh, awkward high five podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or all that stuff. But, um, but the, the emails that I got this week specifically were really nice. Um, uh, a lot of them like in-depth feedback and stuff, which is cool. It shows that people are really listening to the show. And um, we like I, I've said before in, in different uh, and episodes of the show is that we want to grow this and make it more of a community thing. So like feedback is like number one for us, you know, like believe me when I tell you that, that when I'm reading these these emails and then subs- subsequently telling
1: Richie about the emails because he doesn't know how to <laughs> use yeah. email as if that didn't make me feel like shit enough your emails are really making me feel like shit <laughs> no, I'm just kidding um oh why because people people are concerned about I her. know Well, people are con- that know. that part the the let's just call
0: it the sandwiched part of the show <laughs> is a big part of the show right right and and people are people I, I'd say people are concerned but also um invested in your your progress with that mm-hmm. you know and quick it's quick update it's going well yeah I could tell just by sitting. There. I haven't seen you since the last podcast, mm-hmm. which was four days ago, and uh, and and you're you're looking great. Thanks. You're sounding great. I I haven't even left the house since the last podcast. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Just been sleeping.
0: And and if, and two that means in order to 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 yeah. to get the ship going. Mm-hmm. Christmas is getting closer. Yeah. It is December first now. The goose is getting fat. Yes. Okay. I gotta okay. hurry up. I hope you gain a shit ton of weight, like uh, Ricky Rock. I'm worried about that. Uh, not Ricky Rock. Easy to Rocking. I curtains. also hope Ricky Rocket gained a lot of weight if he's still alive. But yeah, uh, he, he was tough to look at. I hated that. Too. You've always been a small dude your whole life, but I would just
1: once <laughs> like to see obese Richie. <laughs> You're gonna get him because I tell you what, I ain't cutting down on the eating. I hope sandwiches turn into real, real sandwiches. <laughs> real. <laughs> I'm gonna start making them on like just a big ass piece of bread. Well, what else do you make them on? Well, you know, like those big, like Portuguese rolls. Oh, you like know? a baguette, like, like a long yeah, baguette, yeah. like the ones you're supposed to make a couple sandwiches out of.
0: Like you go to Mike Subs and you and, and you order the fucking uh, like the
1: the catering sub. you have, <laughs> yeah. to, you have to wait a week for him to all make me. it and then you just eat it all. Oh yeah, I really hope that happens, Richard. <laughs> I don't, but I'm not definitely not going to stop the eating. Fat RTG
0: would never. <laughs> if you if you you know how um you know how that dude from uh, Always Sunny got fat for that one season, <laughs> yeah, just, whatever. Yeah. If you could do that for this podcast, I'd be the happiest human being on the face. Yeah, but
1: no yeah. one sees us, so it no. But I see. It. I don't want anybody. <laughs> me. It has to do with me. You could put up pictures of me gradually getting fatter, and my shirt's not fitting. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to, you just have man tits. And it would be great. I would love it. um
0: But I would also love it because that that would show that you're 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 finally. <laughs> my heart stops. <laughs> great, I'm clean. Fucking have a heart attack. <laughs> yeah whatever cholesterol man. you have a thing um w- we're all over the map today yeah you have a lot it, of things to get
1: to today a lot of important stuff
0: <laughs> you told me once um and i fucking think about it all the time is that uh it <laughs> it grosses you out when you see a girl eat an italian soap.
1: yeah absolutely <laughs> Do you remember one time at the deli when that chick was, or- I just started hooking up with her and she was ordering a sub? And we were like, this is what it all comes down to, baby. Right. I've told <laughs> I've told people that before and they don't get it. And I'm like, and, and I guess I kind of get it because I'm like, it has to do with the amount of meat. That's Too many on there. different salted meats. <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed one meat per sandwich. You can add a cheese. You can add some toppings. And this is only for the ladies because I've seen you yeah. enjoy an Italian sub. Yeah, before, absolutely. And I, I enjoy an Italian sub before. And I must say, I I, I have looked beyond that in my older years. But in my younger years, that's a compromise you're willing it, to make now for it women. Is, it is. I haven't even noticed it recently. But like, if you you know maybe if you caught me in the early 2000s and you ordered more than one meat on your sandwich, it was curtains on the spot. <laughs> because <laughs> remember that chick was ordering well let me just you know i always jump into stories no without, yeah go but, ahead, go ahead sure. yeah so, this is
0: the at the deli that we talked about before
1: bob's market and deli were worked at when we were children in yeah, keyport yeah go ahead so uh, a girl i just started seeing walks to the deli and i and i knew it was going to be like you know time to decide whether she was a keeper or not based on the sandwich ordering <laughs> so she steps up <laughs> and she's <laughs> first thing she says uh, I think I'll take an Italian, and then me and Deb just looked at each other and like, "It's over, it's over." <laughs> I'm about to break up the girl on the spot, and then <laughs> then she rethinks her own. <laughs> can't do it all that <laughs> thing. and then we watch her rethink her order I didn't say anything to her she may have seen it in my eyes but she starts rethinking the order and she changes it to turkey and cheese and it made me the happiest man on earth because I'd have to break up with her right at the deli counter over that prob-
0: you probably did um, like make a face or something <laughs> like
1: <laughs> or I played Boss. <laughs> Because I'm wondering what that face is. If I I probably made it many times.
0: Yeah, it's probably also when you saw the Ziggy nose face. Yeah, and um, and uh, yeah, I know that face. I think you made it. I think you've made it at me a few times, not for any sexual reasons or sub-related reasons or Ziggy nose. But it's it's the it's the general RTG face of disappointment. <laughs> that that a, that a girl might get um, when she ordered an Italian sub with the yep. works and, and yeah. Oh man, man! I always found that funny because I never got that until I thought of the, the assortment of meats. Yeah, that are think on about
1: that. You got the ham. Yeah, which is could be enough by itself. Right, Just straight That's up close. boiled Hams. ham. Kind of weird. That is nasty. Yeah. Plus, you imagine mayo on that shit. Right. So you got ham. You got possible mayo. Right. Then there's cheese, which you know, cheese is okay. Oh, that's like an afterthought. Yeah, a little provolone, that's fine. But there is cheese. <laughs> no, I got it. <laughs> so you got cheese, and then you got salami. Salami is a big one. Then you got capicole. Capicole is <laughs> a huge one. Yeah, or gabagook. Yeah, <laughs> Cap- <laughs> oh, where you live.
0: Capicole is uh, yeah. Capicole is um, yeah. I, I don't know. Even if maybe if a girl just was just eating capicole, oh freak me out.
1: yeah, absolutely. Capicole I mean, kind of just freaks me out. It does. Am Not, I
0: saying that like a real Italian, or is it capicola? It's. Uh, I think. I think capicola. Like, you you get out, drop get the you drop
1: the vowel, so it's capicola. Oh, okay, yeah, and that's I the think, way I've always heard it. I think that's but that might
0: just be for me being in Jersey. Yeah,
1: well, I, I always thought capicola and gobblegook were two different things until you know I got my Sopranos lingo up. What what so, is gobblegook? Isn't that it's the, just the
0: way they say? Capricola. Isn't that that turkey that jumped out of the egg at Survivor <laughs> Series? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: what I thought. But then apparently, oh no, that was the gobble the gobblegooker. Yeah. But apparently, that's the same as capicola, based, oh, okay. on, based on the Sopranos. I never heard anyone say it in person. Got it. Got but it. isn't there another meat on an Italian? Well, um, salami, ham, capicol, uh and provolone.
0: That's the that's Italian it? that I know. Oh, of. okay. I'm sure that there's probably is in, other, in other places. Right? Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Some other sort of spike. Because, you know, once you get into that like salami area, there's a whole bunch of mm-hmm. different ones that are like a little bit more gourmet. Oh, but it's all yeah. really kind of just salami. And
1: you get that one with the bones in it. That's disgusting. Uh, w- yeah, with the little white chips li- in it. Yeah, 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 you got that. Then you got the one with the olives in it that always freaked me out. I've never had that. That's like a sandwich you find in a dumpster. It always has like those olives in it. What? I think it's co- I think it's called olive loaf.
0: <laughs> wait,
1: wait, I'm sorry. I can't brush over the fact
0: that you think finding sandwiches in dumpsters is a normal occurrence. Like yeah, you know like, when you find a sandwich in a dumpster and you bite into it and it has got olives. You find
1: you uh, find the fish skeleton perfectly intact. Then you find the sandwich, and then a boot. Are you talking about you or <laughs> cartoons? Like, yeah, I guess it's cartoons, <laughs> but I just figured that to be generic dumpster findings.
0: Can I tell you a story real quick? Um, I guess I'm asking you, Richard, because I can't hear the audience, and they're going to listen to it whether they like it or not. Yeah. Um, I was living in Jersey City uh, when um, Hurricane Sandy happened, and uh, there was a C-Town so, if you're familiar with C-Towns, they're kind of like a low-budge uh, um, fucking grocery store, you know? You know, like one of those kind of, like, smaller... Yeah, everything. say grocery. It's, kind, it's not a bodega. It's a step above a bodega, yeah. but it's not, as, it's not a shop right or a path, Mark. It's kind of like things are a little dusty and the floor's yeah. a little sticky. And you but walk
1: they, in and it always smells like those Mexican beef patties. Yeah, kind of, kind of,
0: right. And our friend, um, actually the same friend who shot us down in a blaze of glory to be on this podcast, <laughs> lived around the corner. And he, during the, the storm, he had um, electricity and, and we did not. So we went to his apartment to ride out the storm. And in the morning after the storm, we we left and everything was destroyed. Our area of town wasn't as bad, but it was still pretty bad. You know, power was out and everything and everybody was freaking out and um, people were running into the sea town, which was on the corner to get whatever food was left because they were just like selling everything because they didn't have any power for their refrigerators and yeah, all that yeah. stuff. But I saw they had a dumpster outside and I saw this and this guy wasn't homeless. He looked well to do. I think he was he was even in like a, like he was dressed well. Uh, Middle aged Asian gentleman um, who had bags of food from the sea town. Uh, so so had gone in there, you know, and gotten the food was in the back going through their dumpster and I was watching and he picked up this thing of expired like pork like it it was it was gray like expired pork from the dumpster I wouldn't even eat that and put it I, yeah and you've eaten raw chicken before and, and put it in his bag and walked away and I was stunned by it and and I and I talked about it for like a week and my girlfriend at the time was finally like dude will you please stop talking about this because I guess you know it doesn't matter but I was just it, like if it was a homeless guy okay if he didn't have any food like if he didn't have any money if he didn't have any food or like all these there's all these different situations where I was thinking about but this guy had you know he looked well off he had just come out of the thing and he still went in and took the shit out what of the what was duster. that like a
1: pork roll like
0: no it was like it was like uh, like chopped like you know like uh, pork chops or something oh, you know yeah. what I mean that would be in like a shrink wrap yeah, thing like yeah. you would buy from the deli Ooh. or whatever yeah it was bad it was and really for bad. that
1: place to throw them out they had to be well past Yeah, way bad yeah <laughs> right yeah, yeah it was, <laughs> but he went into a dumpster and got food I never understood that well I'll tell you one time that I was super jealous of someone that picks on that of a dumpster I was uh, I was at McDonough's, the bar in Keyport. Uh-huh. Familiar. And I'm in the back smoking a cigarette. Was there, was there for a brief moment during my um, my 12-hour <laughs> drinking <laughs> yeah. or 14-hour drinking the other night? Well, you know the Dunkin' Donuts right next door, right? There's a Dunkin' Donuts on that corner right there. Kind oh, yeah. Of sure. Clear. Right, right, right. So you could see the back of Dunkin' Donuts from McDonald's. Got it. They so, share the same parking lot, yeah. if you will. So I'm in the parking lot smoking a butt. Look over. See a man. He's real, you know, he doesn't want to dive in the dumpster, but he does. You could tell he knows there's something in there and he wants to get it. You know, he he wasn't no businessman by any means. He was definitely in need of something to eat. Okay. So he's, you know, keeps checking out the dumpster, checking out the dumpster. And I was like, oh, that guy's about to pick the dumpster. Takes out a Santa's sack worth of donuts. I wanted to go over there and be like, yo, share the wealth, home with me. <laughs> I was so jealous. There was Boston cream. There was je- I could see it from afar. There was plenty of good donuts in that sack. Day old donuts. Now here, here's the thing. There's homeless people
0: in Keyport, or if not homeless, at least living in in um and living hungry, less than desirable living situations. Yeah. Like uh, you know, fifteen people in a one bedroom apartment, not a lot of money, yeah. that whole kind of thing. So why doesn't a a place like Dunkin' Donuts that that is obviously going to get rid of their 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 stock at the end really? of the day or whatever you know why wouldn't they why wouldn't they at least put it out I don't know what you would do you know I don't know if you put it out like and then have them just be in the back porch like a bunch of dogs or you That's know probably I, why they don't yeah do it. but probably you, get fights over it yeah I guess maybe know? but it's like it's it, it just shows how corporations are willing to waste. Instead of help, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, it's a
1: small uh, example of that, I would say. Yeah, a big example would be Pathmark throwing away those rotisserie chickens. Because the one dude that worked at Pathmark when I was younger... I remember he uh, went to the dumpster after they threw out a whole slew of perfectly fine, (laughs) juicy chickens that I wouldn't mind picking out of the dumpster. All right. (laughs) I didn't know this about you until now, but you've clocked a lot of dumpsters for food before. (laughs) Because I've just been hanging around dumpsters. But no, this guy, I didn't witness it, but I, I heard that he picked the... You know, succulent chickens out of the dumpster. Now, were they
0: they, they were in their plastic containers. Yeah. yeah,
1: you know, those containers they come. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So no, I
0: love the rotisserie
1: chickens. Yeah, believe yeah. me. $9 at Whole Foods, you get a whole chicken. And the whole chicken. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So they must have expired or whatever. So he took the expired chickens out of the dumpster, I guess, to feed his family or whatever. And dude got fired from Pathmark itself.
0: Oh, so he was working at Pathmark. Yeah. Saw that they were throwing that away, grabbed them on his way out, and got fired for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's very weird. I mean, I guess there's, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, like there's probably... It's definitely
1: not stealing because yeah. they were about to just throw it out. I
0: know? know in my line of business, um, and it wasn't like this for a long time, but as it got more corporate and as it got more corporate, which is one of the main reasons that I ended up leaving because it just ended up, it went from being a pretty cool place to work and, 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 and being able to run your own business and make some money to being like basically the fucking best buy version of a guitar store. But um uh it used to be that customers would bring guitars in sometimes to get fixed or sell, let's say. And for whatever reason, um, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be able to buy them. Say they were broken in a certain way, or uh, or they were just to the point where the, the fixing them would be so expensive that it, it, they're better off just getting a new one. And they would say, "Hey, I'm just going to leave this here." You know, so at that point, we would be able to we would like say, "Hey, if you want to leave it here, you know, just sign this thing saying you're signing it over." And then at that point, we'd be able to uh, to like if we needed parts off of it or or if you could fix. It, that you could take it home and stuff like that you know and like us being guitar players and musicians would be have a use for it where these other people that's didn't. really cool well right well that ended and then another thing was every once in a while um a uh, a guitar would come in and it would be broken from shipping so like a head like gibson's are are uh are known for their, their neck cracks and all this stuff. I don't want to, it's kind of boring if you don't play guitar, it doesn't matter. Or it's boring even if you do fucking play guitar. But <laughs> but, uh, but it's, so they would come in damage sometimes. And the same thing, they would they weren't going to be sent back to get fixed. They were already out of things. So they would, what's called cycling them out of inventory. And then maybe they would like have what's called like a spiff for sales. So like, you know, like a sales contest and you could be able to get this, what would be normally an expensive guitar, but it's broken. And then you could do whatever you want with it, that kind yeah. of thing. And that was that was very, very cool. And then at some point in time, Um, the, uh, when it got more and more corporate and, and Bane took over and all this shit happened or whatever now, and I've seen it happen a few times is that there would be a perfectly good guitar, um, you know, like a Gibson or a Fender, something like a desirable guitar, perfectly good guitar, then might have one thing wrong with it that you couldn't sell it. And the and the play was for us to destroy that guitar so nobody could have it. Wow! So I've seen them crush like like Gibson acoustics and shit like that wow. and break them so that instead of gi- giving them to a, an employee that works too hard or mm-hmm. or like giving them to like a, a homeless dude who needs a guitar or right.
1: whatever you could do with it, you know what I mean? Like they would actually destroy these. Things. I'm sure their whole mentality was, you know, if someone wants a guitar, why give them one they could fix? <laughs> If they're gonna come in and buy a cheap, yeah, it's one. just
0: it's just total corporate, you know. Yeah. And if you're more corporate-brained, like if you think more on that thing, I'm sure th- there's some there's some legal jargon in there that makes sense that has to do with insurance or this or the if if he gets one, they all want one or whatever whatever it may be. But when you boil it down to regular human shit, at the end of the day, you're just being fucked up. You're 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 wasting resources. You're taking um, something out of somebody's hands that could have actually used it. You know. And if you really consider yourself the uh, the people that help people make music, which is their their tagline or whatever, you want to do shit like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That is cruel. Yeah.
0: So, you know, as a guitar player uh, and and a person who appreciates the art of guitars, I, I have a lot of guitars. I like the way guitars are made and everything like that. You know, it's it's. It's annoying to see them destroyed for no reason. Yeah, right. you
1: know? Is there a de- designated person that goes out back and smashes? Nah, it? <laughs> it's normally the, the dopey op guy. I shouldn't say dopey. All the ops guys are
0: amazing. They they're just the, the regular you know op guys in a warehouse. And you know, someone gets to smash it. a guitar or whatever, but yeah. you know that's
1: probably their giveaway. <laughs> yeah, sell a good amount, get to smash a guitar. In and the they back. they
0: all think that they're um, Kirk Cobain or yeah. uh, fucking Pete Townsend, Pete Townsend or something Townsend, like that. Yeah, um, yeah. So okay, sandwich dumpster diving, which I didn't yeah. know you did. <laughs>
1: Okay. I never dumpster though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just I told did. <laughs> you
0: told too many stories there. One of them had to be real because it was too. Ca- They're all real.
1: It was too casual. What well, you finding an olive loaf in a in a dumpster? No, that was just you know one of my imaginary things like mm-hmm. like <laughs> i may picture that particular sandwich to be a part of a dumpster array uh, okay sure <laughs> along with the fish bone and the boot and the license plate right i, I think the fishbone, the boot and the license plate is is what you get when you're fishing uh, yeah when you cut open a shark well that was jaws <laughs> yeah a kid's leg a boot and a license plate and okay. a tire oh so you're the kid and your kid the license plate <laughs> and a boot and the boot okay <laughs> and a tire okay All that's right. the shark olive loaf fish bone Mangy cat dumpster. Oh, uh, the mangy cat definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fishbone, the full perfect fish. The bone. ska band from the eighties. No, <laughs> no, not a bunch of black guys coming out with guitars. No, no, <laughs> the perfect fishbone.
0: I know what you're talking about with the skeleton. head, the scales, and then the fucking yeah. and the thing.
1: I got it. I got it. No scales, skeleton, like bone. Yeah, but you see the scales coming up from the, the fish Not one. like what the fish looked like when I puked it up. <laughs> what it looks like when it's just, when, ah, I got it. What the fish looks like when when the fat guy eats the fish hole and sucks it straight off the bone. Right. What he's got like. And left. it goes like, prrr, yeah. as yeah. he takes it out. Because <laughs> yeah. the little
0: scales make that noise. Oh, okay. You see what I'm I saying? I that was the rib cage. Like a
1: comb. Oh, uh, okay. I yeah, thought that yeah. was more of the ribs. Mm, oh, maybe
0: it is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a we fucking. We know how I feel about ribs. I'm not a uh, marine <laughs> biologist. I don't know. True. Um, I, I thought we were going to talk about this being our one month anniversary. And now we're talking about fish bones. <laughs>
1: dumpster diving.
0: Speaking of fishes, uh, oh, f- <laughs> did I just say fishes? fishes. <laughs> um, I think that's acceptable now though, because I've heard that in places you know, like, uh, like prominent places and whatever. Anyway, uh, you texted me the other night, actually during my, my night of debauchery and drinking. Um, and you said that you are getting worried <laughs> at the amount of reviews that <laughs> yeah. we have on iTunes because you're going to have to swallow this fish sooner than yeah. you thought.
1: I'm not all prepped for it yet.
0: Well, we're only a quarter way there.
1: All right. Yeah, I was looking at the wrong thing. I, I was looking at just the stars, right? Yeah,
0: because we have yeah more stars than okay. reviews. But right. any um, anybody out there leaving reviews, thank you as well. Uh, if you this is the first episode that you're listening to of this, we have what's called the 100 Review um Richie Swallows a Fish Party mm-hmm. going on. So basically what it is, is once we have 100 reviews on iTunes, uh, written reviews, not stars, written reviews on iTunes, um, we're going to throw the first official Awkward High Five party. Um, and uh, during that party, Richie is going to swallow a live goldfish and yes. then attempt to throw it back up while it is still alive. And it will swim away happily. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, once we have 100 reviews, so if you want that to happen sooner than later, go on to iTunes and uh, and review us up um that really helps and also while you're there subscribe as well subscribe on itunes review on itunes and uh it, it, i hate having to talk about this every episode but you really need to say it in order yeah to and i really want to have this party yeah no i know you,
1: <laughs> that's why i want i do. know you, <laughs> you, you, not so much about the fit maybe a little bit about the fish
0: well you're just hoping that there's a there's a prime dumpster out back at this party <laughs> that you can
1: well the fish thing is kind of making me upset about the party because i'm excited to you know i love to drink at the parties but you know what i like to do at parties But being that I'm going to do this goldfish thing, I might have to leave the stomach empty. Uh So, you know, I'm I'm not going to be able to gorge myself with every bit of food in the house. Number one, this party, we don't even know. It's just a concept right now. (laughs) You know, it's not not picturing it all. uh,
0: uh, We we don't even have any income. So it's not like (laughs) we can fucking. It's going to happen. I promise it will happen, but it's just a concept right now. Number two, um, when we do this party, you know you are going to be a a performer during this, right? Yeah. So, so, and this isn't going to be. The uh, fish isn't
1: going to put me out of commission or
0: anything no no but what I'm saying is this isn't a grillers show where you could pass out on your hi-hats halfway through a song oh, you're gonna know, have to be you're gonna have to be doing a podcast or at the very least introducing acts and stuff like that so it's not like you're gonna be getting hammered drunk oh I know, to begin I know. with right you I'm know. not
1: talking about drinking I'm talking about eating oh you. Oh. <laughs> I have to keep my stomach empty oh, okay <laughs> fuck drinking I'm talking about subs you know <laughs> fish olive well loaf. that's what I'm talking about That <laughs> the dumpster out back yeah, yeah. you're gonna be bags
0: of donuts <laughs> anyway that is the whole thing so the 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 more you review the sooner that'll happen um it'll probably obviously be in the new year since it's already december yeah but uh that will go down and that'll be fun we could finally get the listeners out um which is growing every day which is very cool i appreciate that uh and uh the only other thing i want to say i'm not going to bring it up again um is the uh our twitter is uh at awkward h i number five at twitter if you can go on and follow us on Twitter, because here's what I want to do. Um, I think it will help the show. Is uh, as we grow and we get more listeners, you know, we could throw out a topic of what we were going, what we might talk about on that show. I could throw it out the day before, or uh, you know, and then people could use our hashtag, which is hashtag ahi five, um, or just or tweet right at us. And give us their opinion on it. So, you know, come up with a topic and say, what's your favorite this? Or why don't you blah, 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 whatever it may be. And then people could actually comment on it. And then that way we could read it on the air when we come on and we could say, you know, so so everyone so people could start contributing to the show. Giving the
1: people what they want.
0: Considering that this is a podcast and we're not doing it live. um, You know, we're trying to come up with different ways that people can can contribute um because we want it to be a community we don't want yeah, it to absolutely. just be me and you just talking forever mm-hmm. you know like uh, um so that would be one way to do it and twitter is the easiest of all of that um you know we we do okay on facebook uh but we don't have as, at this point we don't have a lot of twitter followers yeah and again, it has nothing to do with, oh, we, you know, I want a lot of Twitter followers. It has to do with, let's build this community and then have a means of communication between each yeah, other. Exactly. And, then, uh, and then that way we can make the shows better. Everybody can contribute. We could do giveaways with merch and stuff. Yeah. Which also, by the way, if you did leave a review or you are one of the people who are nice enough to email us with feedback and you want to email me, you're, a couple of you have already. If anybody else wants to email me, your actual mailing address i'll send you out some stickers that we have um i'm more than happy to do that that's the only merch we have right now but i'll gladly give them all the way to you guys because you're really helping the show um yeah that's it that's enough of the technical <laughs> technical jargon but again let me just say one number month. 20 how's it feel richie I'm one feeling month good when we started this we had no idea we'd be able to do it <laughs> no. technically we've been doing it for us for two months around about or, roundabout, or yeah. whatever maybe
1: even a little bit over two months but uh but yeah, I think I think it's going well. Yeah, and, and you know, it's making me feel better too. Uh, you know, this is also almost like, almost like a, you know, a psychological help for me too by letting this all out and just talking about what a degenerate I am. It's yeah, helping sure, me, right? Well, okay. I
0: mean, that was you know, that was the concept behind this. I I knew that we would be entertaining, um, because uh, because me and you together normally are um but also you know i knew that we had a lot of problems and, and to talk about those problems the one th- the i don't I forget who i i forget who quoted this and i and i wish i had the, the the knowledge to say who it was and sound intelligent but um i've read this someplace and it's always stuck with me is, is that some and i'm sure it's an, one of the authors that i enjoy but but somebody said the best thing that you could do is tell your story mm-hmm. right yeah and it makes total sense well, that
1: works with everything
0: right i know but that's what i'm just saying like the best pot- people are. Uh, pe- I feel like people sometimes are afraid to be themselves or talk about their their dark sides or uh, or you know or their downfalls or their their things that make them scared or their insecurities or all that stuff. But the thing is, is that all great art comes from that. Like you were talking about Chris Fowler before, you know, like his his darkness made his comedy good. Or you know, like um, the reason that people watch these reality shows, even all the, even though all of them are mostly. Screen- and fake yeah. but is you get to see the the the, the bad parts of these people mm-hmm. and people like that because it's everybody has that there's nobody that's perfect and right. and everybody thinks everybody thinks that everybody else is perfect and they're not when the reality is nobody knows what the fuck they're doing everybody's just running around in circles everybody's just freaking out uh, uh, inside all the time so the more people that are willing to go and talk about their their shit you know as as bad as it is The better that is for everybody else, and if you could do it in an entertaining way, which I believe that we do, Mm -hmm. um, I hope that we do. uh, The uh, then that's even better, and and then it helps for you, you know, like like uh, totally does. You know, you you I I could say honestly right here, one month into the awkward high five podcast being on the air, that you are almost a completely different person than you were when we started doing this. Really? Like, uh, yeah. Well, as far as from what I see from you, as far as your your condition goes with your yeah, with your yeah. whole sandwich thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, and that and that is, and and of course it's a long road, and I'm sure yeah, there's gonna and be hills.
1: I know I'm slipping on banana peels here and there. Right,
0: but... there's gonna be hills and valleys mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But just the fact that you know, before me and you started started doing the show, you know, I was uh totally completely lost um again had just gone through probably the most the biggest setback all at once that i've had in my life you know losing a fiance, losing the job losing my apartment all that stuff being sent back to my hometown to start basically over with absolutely nothing you were uh in a situation where you were kind of just you were stuck into your your sandwich right and Mm -hmm. and me and you hadn't talked in years yeah and um and all that stuff and and this was a way to kind of start Pulling us not only start creating again with each other something that we really love to do, which is sit around and be funny and talk and, and talk about shit, but also for both of us to kind of and also for us to become friends again, but also for us to kind of just pull pull ourselves you know out of out of these ruts that we're in and we're nowhere near out we're no we, we, there's no light at the end of the tunnel yet. Um, and and there's going to be a lot more that we're going to go through, and we're going to openly discuss all of that on this program. Mm-hmm. But I could, see, what I'm saying is, I could see the starting of that already within a month's time. Yeah, I could you feel know? it. I
1: could feel it. And and <clears throat> not to put the blame on anything, but I always felt that the beginning of my sandwich rut was because of I lost. All of my creative outlets. Right. You know, we well, had so much going on and it was such a like a high point in our life and then it just immediately stopped and we lost all that stuff. Well, I okay. Kind of lost the excitement, if you will.
0: Right. Well, you're a very creative person and, and I know and I and I am a creative person and I'm not saying that in any means of like I, I think that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just stating what it is. Right. And I think creative people always need a creative outlet. It's the whole shark thing. It's the whole if shark needs to keep moving or it dies. Yeah. And when you're a creative person, um, you'll die if you stop moving. That's what and, it felt me, like. and both me and you stopped moving in our own way. Yes, we did. You, 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 you took a more, a, a, a more. I, I, i'm not gonna say i took a more traditional way where mm-hmm. i where i figured like uh well i guess i'll just have the job and the wife and and the and then buy a house and maybe have a kid and just live this shit life forever because that's what you see on tv so i guess that's what i'm supposed to do uh-huh. and then you took the well i'm just gonna get fucked up and and you know or whatever yeah it, 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 and n- n- neither one's worse than each other they're they're both as toxic and bad for, uh, uh, we're both just lying to ourselves anyway. right exactly <laughs> yeah. we're both just lying to ourselves mm-hmm. totally but we both did the same thing when I mean, we we stopped creating and and you know our main outlet of creation was was music back then but we've always done uh different things yeah. you know as far as comedy is concerned and everything like that but i always to be honest with you richard um i always kind of took that uh i always kind of felt the weight of you on my shoulders sometimes because you know th- when when the band stopped playing I feel like that was mostly my decision. You know, like uh Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, I feel like I I feel like cuz we we were continuing we were continuing on. I think that band had like basically a bell curve um and at one point we, it was when we were really really up and whatever and then we were slowly on our downside, which didn't mean it had to be over by any means, but I think that was the point in time where I was kind of like ah, I just don't want to do this anymore and I slowly kind of like got out of it and and all that stuff and um and then you slipped into your pretty much like like oblivion of you know just just doing whatever you're doing and we lost touch and everything like that and i always kind of felt uh, if i'm being completely honest that maybe that was a little bit my fault because i decided to stop playing in the band you know like, like cuz
1: i always felt like it was it was two other members who quit the band before anyone else did well, they quit that
0: that that part of the band, but then we continued. We got a yeah. new bass player, and we continued, and we were playing shows, and it was fun. Oh,
1: okay. And well, we were writing a new well, album and all that. I feel like that was... But at that moment, when those two quit, that was our biggest moment of making it last a lifetime, or, huh. or a while, if you will. Okay. You know, because that's when we were actually, you know... Doing well, really, yeah, yeah doing right. Well. It was the most, yeah. uh, I guess, commercially viable, for right. lack of a better word, or you know, like, the a...
0: biggest following we had. The biggest album that we put out. on this. Mm-hmm. I get that. I yeah. get that. Okay. Yeah. Because
1: well. I always felt like me and you were the only ones that were into it. Uh, yeah. Well,
0: our other, um, Chad uh, was into it, obviously. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> but, right. but, uh, but, uh, well, that's not what I wanted to get at. But I guess what I'm saying is that it, it just the band in general, the band breaking up in general, I thought was was you know contributed to your
1: downfall for lack of a better word but it's almost like you guys knew it because i remember when the band did break up it was almost like everybody knew except me and it was kind of like let's wait till the very last second to tell richie before he (laughs) self-destructs well i think you know and that's why i put some blame on myself because
0: i feel like my heart was wasn't in it for a while i think i was pretty much going through the paces for a little bit of time um and uh you know, and I don't know why I have really no reason to for whatever you know it just like kind of was one of those things where I'd run its course and I wasn't even sure if I wanted to play music anymore but I also didn't want to let anybody down so I was kind of like showing up and doing the thing but that not, was the tough part not being that enthusiastic about it so I guess in my mind I see myself tapping out probably much earlier than when I actually did tap out yeah. you know so that kind of thing mm-hmm. but it, it, it's 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 a tough thing you know like, uh, like you know somebody at home might be listening to this and being like, so what? You had a stupid band. Who cares? You know, and and of course, right? We had a stupid band. Who cares? You know, but but when you, no matter how small or big or or a successful or not successful, your art is. When your art is your main thing, it, it there is all that weight to it. Absolutely. You know, like you know, like money doesn't make art. Um,
1: or, or vice versa, you know, or, or... We would never even see the money we made. It always went right back into the band. Yeah, right, exactly. We never pocketed cash at the end of the night. It would go right back into whatever we needed to keep going. Sure.
0: What I'm saying, I guess, is that, like, you know, like... If somebody's if somebody's in the garage making music and that's really what they love to do and they're doing it and and they and it, then there's no difference um, as far as importance to that s- that certain person than if you're playing in a band that plays at a club the same club in their in their hometown every night. Or you're in the fucking Beatles, you know what I mean? Like the weight to that to that individual person Mm -hmm. is the same. So therefore, you might be you might be at you might want to dismiss somebody where you're like, okay, well you were just the stupid guitar player in a punk band. It wasn't like you were in blah 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 blah.
1: But to that stupid guitar player in a punk band, that is their world. Hell yeah, you know what I mean? And with us, it was a totally unique situation. Excuse me, because for years I had people come up to me going, "Oh, if you loved it that much, start a new band." It's like you don't get it. It, That's not how our band was. You know what I mean? I cannot. i cannot be in a band without death that's just not gonna happen right. you know what i mean like i'm not gonna hey i'm the drummer let me piece some random guitar players around me and make some music that i don't even care about right you know what i mean well our, yeah and i could say our bands uh because
0: both of both of our bands um were kind of like melded into each other and stuff like yeah. that and that always was a thing it, it was uh it, it it was always it was always a friend thing we were always there with people that we knew and we yeah. trusted they happen to be good they happen to be good uh you know guitar players and 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 bass players and singers and all that stuff you know but but at the at the end of it it was always a close knit kind of thing like uh-huh. you remember that one time we tried to audition bass players yeah. and like random people were just coming yeah, and it like, was just like...
1: WK came over remember that kid <laughs> yeah. i was like no way is this dude going to be Yeah we here. were just
0: sitting there like this isn't going to work like we can't have an outsider come in cuz you, you there you know yeah i know what you're saying and and it, it was weird and i've played you know, I've helped other people out um, in bands and played with bands and stuff like that. And it has always been weird. I never felt and they might have been the most welcoming people on the face of the earth. But I mm-hmm. but and I've never felt comfortable playing in those situations. Right. It's
1: just going through the motions because it
0: was not our situation. Right. And I got to say, honestly, sitting here with you doing these shows, um, getting the feedback that we're getting, uh, uh, it, putting out a product that I think is pretty good. Um, it it is giving me that same
1: kind of feeling that we used to have. A hundred percent. I almost I, this is almost better to me to tell you the truth. Really? Yeah. I was telling that to Crystal the other night. I said, make writing music and having people come up to you at, at the end of the night or whatever and tell tell you how much they love your music is the greatest feeling in the world. Uh huh. But making people laugh is better. Right. It is almost better. I mean, if not it, it, as good, it's almost a little bit better. Plus, it's just you and I. It's not. A big group of people where if one person flakes out, it kind of sucks, you know, but mm-hmm. it, there's no one else to wave, put the weight on, you know, right. it, it it is what it is and it's, it's almost better to make people laugh than it is to have people say, oh, because anyone could say they like your song, they like your song, you know, right. but a laugh is genuine right people need to laugh these days. yeah no
0: i get it. well and you've you've always made people laugh it's it's not so much been on a, well, a we both have on a public level but but you know whenever there's a party you're always the life of the party. that's why i knew that me and you could do this together because we have that fu- that charisma let me say though you know i have done in this last year i've done a fair amount of stand-up comedy mm-hmm. right and um and uh it's it's a uh like you were just saying that you don't have somebody to lay the blame on Mm -hmm. that this is this is a for me is a better a healthier I should say situation than both sides of that
1: because you're not beating yourself up. Well, because in the band,
0: in the band, I would fuck up all the time, and I would be, I would just like look at the other guitar player and be like, "What was that, dude?" And then I, <laughs> roll your
1: eyes, yeah, like oh, God, again, always, <laughs> dude, you're shit. yeah.
0: And then and um and then uh with the stand up, you know, you're up there uh, by yourself. There's not, you know, like I I'm I'm used to performing in front of a lot of people. We we played in front of some pretty big audiences as a band, mm-hmm. but that guitar. And you guys behind me was a fucking shield. You yeah. know, like it was it, it almost wasn't like it was you, it was almost like you're playing a character, you know? And uh kind of
1: was. Yeah. And then we're really not that good. Well, <laughs> no, no, certainly
0: not. Well I, I think I think everybody <laughs> saw it. that was that was transparent. No. I was talking about us in general. I wasn't talking about just you. Me too, believe me. Um I was I was playing uh the other day oh we brought that up on the other on the podcast where it was my father and my, and our friend John who we had yeah, on the podcast. So you, so he uh, yeah, the sticks. Yeah, yeah I was like looking them both i was like i guess i'll just play drums, but um but yeah and then i was doing comedy and i was like why does this feel so weird it's a smaller audience you know i'm just doing these small rooms and stuff and i realized it was because i didn't have that guitar and when i did fuck up there wasn't anybody to look over at you know this this where i've always worked better with people than i work by myself that's why i don't think i would ever really make it as a stand-up comedian like i love doing stand-up i think it's one of the greatest arts Ever, Um, if you could do it well, which I cannot, but if you can do it well, I mean it's it's fucking genius, you know. Um, but uh, I'm the type of person that that works better in a team, you know. So that's why I think this awkward high five, you know, and uh, and I hope that people are listening to this agree with this is working pretty well, you know. I think I think it's been
1: I think it's been pretty interesting. And I I like that whole concept of growing into a community because that when we did have the band and stuff, we brought a lot of. Different groups of friends together, sure. You know, people met that way, and you know, groups of friends would hang out. All a bunch of people from different towns would be each other. A lot, you know, a lot of friendships were made, and it did bring people together. And if we could do that with this show, and you know, have that party and bring, you know, have, give people something to do, and you know, kill the boredom, you know, even if it's just an hour, or two days a week, you know, it's it's a good feeling. Yeah, right. And it's good for us
0: to get in front of these mics and talk about what we want to talk about. Uh, our problems again, all the stuff that's going on. Be funny, come up with stupid bits, all the shit that we're doing. You know, it's 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 a lot of fun, and I love doing it with you. And and this has already worked out um a, a billion times better than i thought it was when yeah. i when i when i text you out of nowhere and said can you meet me at this bar i have a uh and you thought that i was ambushing you <laughs> well, and,
1: i thought i was gonna we were gonna start a new band but yeah
0: i always like to say things are ambushy I,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that word
0: yeah and you know and and it was and that and that was let's say i
1: thought th- i was getting shipped off the betty ford clinic <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought there was going to be one of those white vans with the red cross on it. Just throw a sack over your head and throw (laughs) you in the fucking van. Two vultures with a wacky stretcher can run into the bar.
0: (laughs) And that was, again, to reiterate, I mean, that what we talked about, I pitched this idea to you and then we didn't do anything for a month. Um, I was getting all the shit together. I went and bought all the equipment, did all that stuff. And then we started. So that was probably three months ago, if not more than three months ago. It
1: was about three months ago,
0: yeah. That we talked about this, which also happened to be the first (laughs) time that me and you have talked in a very, very long time, Mm -hmm. you know, which that might not that might now not come across as well on this. But I but I keep wanting to hammering that point home because, because part of this is the fact that we're still trying to get back together as friends yeah. and be close again. And I know we fall into it really quick. But that was – even walking into that bar to meet you that day was kind of weird. I didn't know what to expect, you know, like uh, like uh, you were with some chick who I didn't know. I know you were deep into the sandwich thing. I didn't know what was – you know, and I'm sure you felt the same way about me. You hadn't talked about me. You didn't even know that I was back in the area or anything. Right, like no, we yeah. didn't you know, for, for people who were best friends since kindergarten to not know anything that was going on mm. in each other's lives. Well, I'm sure that happens to a lot of people yeah right that's Mm -hmm. why it's a universal subject you know but but from where we've come from that again three months ago to where we are now and then looking at where we can go from here personally publicly with the show with with growing you know all that stuff it's it's cool it's 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 a, uh, it's the most positive thing that I've experienced in a long time.
1: Absolutely. Perfect.
0: And well said. thank you. And now, and now that I look back at those years that I spent just vapid in this, in this, like in this just endless fucking churning out of, of, uh, gotta go to work, gotta make money, gotta come home, you know, fucking watch TV, eat that shit it, without yeah. creating and everything. And now to be creating again is the, uh, it, it's, it's. I feel like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. I feel like like I like I shut off when I was twenty nine years old, and now at thirty five, I've been turned back on. And all that time in between, I might as well have been like cryogenically frozen or something. If that <laughs> yeah, makes any yeah. fucking sense? You see what uh-huh. I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like I feel I feel like myself again. And if there's anybody at home who is going through this, we want to be there for you yeah. because it's it's you know I don't I, I don't I want to toe the line between being positive and not being that follow your dream guy. Yeah. Know, yeah, shoot, yeah, shoot for the stars and maybe you'll land on the roof, you know, <laughs> or whatever that fucking that shit that you read on every meme on, on that everyone's depressed oh, on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. But but it is true. I mean, if, if you're if you're a creative person, if you're if you if you like making things, if you're a fucking if you're if you love carpentry and you're working in marketing and every day you go to sleep thinking about you want to go make a fucking shelf, start making that fucking shelf, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because I promise you that no matter what comes of it, even if you don't make any money, even if all that stuff, just making that shelf at the end of the day is going to make you feel better. Yeah, it's going to be a sweet shelf. It's going to be a sweet-ass shelf. I don't know. I want that shelf. (laughs) We'll get that shelf. I'm going to need this. I got a lot of shit to put on that <laughs> shelf. Actually, I don't if I'm going to stick with this minimalism thing. Yeah. I really don't have much Just, to put on. The microphone
1: and the stand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just all the shit that we use for that that's yeah. another thing um uh another great thing uh to in the difference of doing this podcast and playing in a band is literally everything that we need fits in this book bag oh
1: man tell me about we it we don't
0: have to put up fucking half stacks and and guitars and dr- Drums, your whole drum man. kit you would... guys would
1: be on your second beer before i'd even put my cymbals away yeah. that was so <laughs> depressing i'd look over you guys be at the bar and like a little tear would drop my <laughs> eye as i take my shit apart
0: yeah it sucks man that's but people don't don't fucking think about that but that's one of the big things about being in a band if you don't get to the level of having like roadies and all yeah, that shit yeah. but yeah if you're just like a mid-level grinding it out a uh, band you know torn around in a van and breaking your own putting your own shit on breaking your own shit down that shit fucking gets tiring yeah quick that's man. the worst part
1: of it. and we did it for almost two fucking decades or whatever <laughs> it was well we were go, we got to the point where we would just throw shit in the trailer and it would perfect it was like tetris it would just be like <laughs> and it would just fit perfect <laughs> box right in there
0: yeah i got Although, you know, everything did get destroyed. Yeah, totally. So anyway, Richard, uh, happy one month of the Awkward Hi-Fi podcast. Yep. To anybody who's been here since day one with us, happy one month to you guys. And anybody just joining us now, um, thank you for joining us. And are welcome. Uh, I hope you enjoy these episodes, and I hope you spread the word. I hope you follow us on Twitter. I hope you leave us a review on iTunes. Yeah. And I hope when we do get that hundred uh, reviews on iTunes, you all come out to our party and watch Richie make an ass out of yeah, himself. That's going to be great. By swallowing a goldfish mm-hmm. and then dumpster diving.
1: <laughs> I was just going to say that. Eat some olive loaf, baby. (laughs) Maybe a donut. And then maybe I'll sing this song on a full stomach. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) No. Even yes. Know. Yes. Has to happen. I'm. Just,
0: I don't even care if you agree or not. I'm making the declaration right now. At the 100 review party, you are doing this song live. All right,
1: but someone's gotta play the piano because I don't think I can play and sing at the same time.
0: Oh, that's okay. You could do it, Andrew WK style. You can just do karaoke <laughs> and just hit the button. Yeah, I don't give a shit. But you're doing it. All right, I'll do it
1: right after the fish.
0: This party's gonna rule because yes. I'm gonna have nothing to do I'm just gonna be able to just like parade your stupid ass out and make, you, <laughs> make you do shit
1: Wheel me out in the Hannibal Lecter
0: thing And then just kind of give myself a Barry Horowitz and, and go home oh, Thank you for listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast Episode twenty one month anniversary And uh, we'll see you in a few short days Any last words there, eh, Richard? Nope, no, I'm good Alright, hey, nice go talking to you guys Where
1: did you go?
0: Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhigh5.com.